like five seconds you, and then we start that's how so you then i say good. hello and welcome no no no. you gotta cut and then it's gotta be a clean intro is it you really have to wait five seconds no he just has to make sure oh he just pauses for a sec yeah. yeah well no don't press the button again just go <laughs> hello and wait yeah, yeah, yeah. okay hold on okay verify hello and welcome to another episode of the rsl random fan podcast I'm here, your host, Brand Gobel, joined by... <laughs> here, your host, and I'm Tyler Thomas, and that <laughs> and is Brennan. I'm Brennan. <laughs> up, it's just and an it intro. starts off with a bang. It's not that hard, well, you man. Take, you take a couple weeks off, and you get all rusty. And, <laughs> and nobody's watching us. Nobody's listening. Oh. And nope. RSL's still in the postseason. But... Yeah. Postseason. Yep, postseason. But we are here to talk about the World Cup. Let's go through that. We haven't talked. We talked to, we had some previews, but we really haven't talked since the knockout stages. And and we had some people win some prizes. We did. Mm, yeah. We did. We'll some get brackets. to that. That's cool. And our hosts finished at the top or the bottom of the brackets. Well, that's why they call it a bracket. You want to be on both ends, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we bracketed the brackets. So we didn't want anybody to feel bad about entering and not getting your picks right. So some of us took last, and some of us took near first. <laughs> Just to help you guys out, we're a show for you. We're we're not about you know. We're random fans, so. and you can tell who took first by who's bringing it up, <laughs> right? Oh, exactly. Who's not bummed to talk okay, about? Okay, Tyler almost won. Okay, we'll, how, we'll how many goals that. did Erling Holland score? Yes, uh, I did say that Erling Holland might be the leading goal scorer in the tournament, and it turns out he had zero goals. That's crazy. So I was oh, he, dead wrong on that he, one. He sucked. He had tons of time for commercials. I also thought Portugal would crash out in the group stage, and that didn't happen. So, you know, made a lot of. Lot well, let's of talk about mistakes. that. The, the group stages. What were the, your big surprises in the group stage? Japan. Japan played great. Mm-hmm. They played a really cool, exciting brand of soccer, and it didn't. It worked against the European champs. I mean, Spain and and Germany. It worked pretty well against both of them, but against Costa Rica, it fell on its face because Costa Rica didn't want to possess the ball. They didn't want to play Japan's chase game. They just knocked the ball forward every time they got it, and and it was actually a brilliant counter move. To what Japan did to both Spain and Germany uh, by Costa Rica. I mean, having got their trash kicked in the first game mm-hmm. so bad, our boy Brian Oviedo. <laughs> well, at least he was there. He, yeah, he, he played there. and he played. And the second game, they beat Japan. So they didn't take last in the World Cup, which is impressive. Canada did way worse. <laughs> yeah, let's, well, let's talk about some of the. The big surprises, the good surprises. Um, we talked about Japan. There were some other ones. I was surprised that Switzerland made it through. Australia. Mm, yeah. Australia was a big surprise, positive surprise. And uh, maybe the biggest one. Morocco. Morocco, yeah. Morocco. Yeah, st- solid team. Yeah. Especially their number eight. Their number eight was doing some solid work up there. And yeah. both of those teams in that group that came out, Croatia, there was a lot of people thought they were just going to be too old. They weren't going to do anything this mm-hmm. year. This World Cup and those two teams, you know, took it all the way, almost to the end. Absolutely. Yeah, impressive. There were some definite 
dissatisfaction for our region. Uh, only the states qualified for the round of 16, yeah, which meant Mexico not well. did not advance. Sad for a lot of people. Canada, although they played well against certain competition, they fell out as well. Their group, Morocco, just came through, and Croatia, right? I mean, that, that was a pretty Another big group. disappointment for me was Uruguay. They didn't make the... Uh, but it, it was kind of satisfying to watch Suarez cry a little. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, there was nobody's ear bitten off this year. <laughs> Which There's... is good. I mean, you know, you try to bite less and less people every year. Yeah. I mean, you teach that to a toddler, right? Absolutely. You bite less and less people every year. It's crazy. That's a weird <laughs> disease to still be teething at that age. But, you know, it's all about what you what you have available. And And it's kind of sad that Morocco lost their last two games, you know, for as far as they went in the World Cup. But... I mean, they did lose to France and then to Croatia, which mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people so upset that they lost the third place game. Like Morocco felt, it, it seemed like they were going to, I don't know, like they were huge babies throwing a fit. Now, it, it's easy to say that when your heart and soul isn't into the game, but when your heart and soul is in the game and you feel like you were done wrong, I think... Hakimi, was it, that went and yelled in the face of the FIFA president after the game? Like, oh, really? Like he had something to do with how the officiates officiated the game. And, Brent, how do you feel about how everybody treated the refs? There seemed to be a ton of mass confrontations in this World Cup. Some of them were warranted, though, I feel. Well, I thought for the most part, overall, I thought the officiating was stellar. For the most part, there were a few games in there. Sadly, like the England France game might have been, of all the games I watched, might have been the worst refed game of the World Cup. But at the end of the day, the calls still didn't really make a huge impact on the outcome of the game. You know, you got to hit your well, PKs, Perry. Missed the second penalty. But at the, but at the same time, he was a little. But VAR caught it, which VAR caught almost nothing. I felt like in this World Cup. Yeah, I thought the VAR was a was kind of a double-edged sword. This they caught the offsides on the very first goal, right when Qatar was playing Ecuador, and they called it back. It was like two minutes into the game. That was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, but what? then, but for the most part, it was a very well refed cup. Neither than Argentina. That was the other game I was thinking of because Messi should have got the yellow. He went all Cellini. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and batted the ball uh, straight up. So many plays that are auto yellows in almost every league around the world were not auto yellows in the World Cup. Well, that's the other thing, too, that I think that helped is they have that rule. If you have two yellows, you're out the next game. So that's... <laughs> so they made the, the consequences worse, and they changed the way that they refed. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I think it's it kind of helped. It kind of helped in that way because you have the tournament... You play, you get two yellows in two consecutive games. You don't play the third, especially in the knockout stage or in the group stage. Everybody's on their best behavior because nobody wants to miss that third game because they got two stupid yellows. Yeah, well, I mean, Paredes kicking the ball into the into the oh right oh yeah that's into that, that the seems like a bench. red right isn't that a red? It was so frustrating it's, for me for a lot I of this thought stuff. It was. You know, and I was cheering for Argentina. I wanted well, him to beat them. Well, it's deliberate, too. You know what I mean? Like, he, he did two tackles and then got up and then and 
kicked Pelted the ball, the ball out. into he their stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might have been the most blatant. Uh, but then also, call. then you got to follow up with Virgil Van Dyke going over and knocking him over. So there's a yellow, right? And then mm-hmm. you got to see the other guy coming over, knocking over the other player. That's another yellow. Seven or eight guys from the Netherlands bench ran onto the field. That's an auto yellow. Do you see what happens? It just escalates out of control, and that takes the ref's ability away to really say, you can't you can't do this. I'm sorry. That That's an well, automatic yellow. You're gone. Mm-hmm. But after that game, they sent him home, that ref. He was sent home, and he's not going to be able to do World Cups anymore. But it, was it really his fault? I mean, did he make? Did he miss a ton of calls? Like I don't, I don't uh, understand the VAR not catching the handball from uh, Messi. That's that's something that. Well, needs it's not to, a red card. Well, I think that needs to change, though. I think if it's if it's a yellow card in general, right? Because it's a caution, it, it should be looked at by VAR, regardless of where it is. Well, those are good questions, but I do think on the balance of the tournament, that two yellow situation improved the play on the field for the most part, kind of got away from a lot of the baloney. Although it was really frustrating going from watching MLS, I'm not talking about the quality, we but don't. just the the rule where if you kick, kick the, the ball, ball away, away. Yep. that kind of delay is an automatic yellow. Yep. That is a rule that needs to be worldwide because that is a fantastic rule, and it just gets rid of all of that crap. Yeah. The stunts Argentina was pulling. Yep. The usual, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary, but just the usual delay tactics. It eliminates a ton of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hated seeing that as well. I was like, where's where's the MLS ref? Oh, there he is at the final. Did you see that? Ismail yeah, Ismail Elfant, fourth, fourth official, fourth which and is quite the honor because those officials were voted in. And we didn't even talk about how. And then um, what's-her-name got in, too? Yeah, there was. From the U.S. And um, also, it didn't look like she got a handshake from... Uh, the Qatar guy. The, oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Did she get uh, shot? There was there a different angle because, like, when I was watching, it, I was like, "Wait a second, she didn't." No, I saw that on uh, social media because I came home and watched the uh, replay, and the game's over, and I thought, "Oh, there's like 20 more minutes. I'm going to get to see the awards and stuff." No, Fox, which is the KSL app of <laughs> of the <laughs> soccer <laughs> of soccer coverage. <laughs> Immediately, right after the World Cup ends, they go right to NFL football, some Jaguars game or something. It's like, oh, that's my bad for not realizing that Fox doesn't doesn't actually care. Doesn't actually care, and I should have been recording on FS1, FS1 or wherever they sent that. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of, and uh, just in general, we can talk about the coverage. The game coverage was really good, I thought, for the most part. Uh, that Ian Dark and Allie Wagner, that was a great pairing. Allie Wagner is really good. Yeah, she is. I'm, I'm glad they, they uh, did that that way, too, because they, they had a few. Uh, Allie, Allie Wagner was a great player. She played for the national team. But she's a better announcer <laughs> than she was a player. They had a couple other better players that were not as good announcers, and I'm glad they fixed that. Yeah, she was great. There was another. Stu Holden, I think, is fantastic. I love John Stone. And, and I... I, 45 I, down, 45 to go. <laughs> I actually like Donovan too. The way he's self deprecating, Landon Donovan. The way he's like, they asked him, like, Donovan, didn't you win that award in, in back in the 2012, the young player of the award? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I did. You know, like, he doesn't like, even he doesn't, register. Yeah. They were teasing him because he's very. Like, where is it? And he's like, 
I have no idea where that award is. <laughs> it's like, it's like doesn't have a shrine at home, I guess, you know? Yeah, I, I, anyway, I, just I mean, think, that's probably good for his uh, mental health. Yeah. You know I mean? right? Marisa Dew was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Dempsey is terrible. Yeah, Dempsey goes back and forth between, yo, dog, and like, buttoned up too tight to even say anything. And I mean, he, Dempsey, I, I was thinking about, and Clint Dempsey sounds like he... Uh, just started doing a podcast like a year ago and ended up on the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like us? Like if we were there, how we would say? Exactly. Oh, exactly. But there was some, some great calls. Um, oh, and Stephanie uh, Frappart is her is the woman who was at the Rappertino. There was also a woman that um, officiated the third, fourth game. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, they they were very well represented. And they did a great job. Yep. I also, if we're sticking with Fox, I thought Ocho Cinco was terrible. Did you watch any of that stuff with him? Uh, uh-uh. was he pretty bad? Oh my they gosh! St- yeah, they were they were talking about oh ultimate fan Chad Ocho Cinco. For those of you that don't know, he played wide receiver for the Bengals back in the day, and was a big fan of soccer. And he actually tried out for Kansas City's team, and for then like realized, <laughs> and then realized in. I don't know, training camp that his speed and, and all that stuff was great, but it wasn't going to get him a spot on the team. So. And Kate Abno is pretty good. but uh, those, She's very good. Yeah, oh, She's like no her. Rebecca, though. Oh, man, she's good. Rebecca Lowe. She's from... visually good. She's intelligent. She knows like seven different languages. <laughs> oh, three. yeah. She's, she's impressive. Three. She's very impressive. But, yeah, you had Marisa Du, who is probably the best one there during the broadcast, at least on the on the desk. And Kate Abdo, and then you had Ocho Cinco. It was just like not. It was a huge mismatch in mm-hmm. talent and ability. <laughs> but oh. kudos to him for being a fan and being there. But back to so we talked about some of the surprises. Uh, Denmark not making it through was kind of a surprise. Um, I know uh, one of the guys we talked to, Gary Smith, felt bad that he picked Wales over the United States, but we showed him. <laughs> yeah until we got to the knockout round and and that's kind of what i think greg burhalter built the team for was to get out of group play you know the way he brought in more players in england than anywhere else even though they might not have been the best choice they were the best pairing against wales and england kind of choice for me um and in the end that worked um we tied Wales, we tied England, and we beat Iran, and that was that was great. It it we did the job we needed to do to get out of the group, but then we ran into the Netherlands, and for me it just it, it was almost uh, naive. I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but maybe it's close. Like the way we played the Netherlands was fairly naive. Like it was simple man marking in the end that 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 undid. Yeah, three three just blatantly bonehead plays. Cost us the game. Follow your runner, step to the man, step to where the ball's going, you know, and three times. <laughs> yeah. We missed that. Track track know? somebody. Yeah. Well, on the last one, it was a cross. And, uh, you know, I, I just think when we played the Netherlands, we could have gotten behind um, their double two, the guy with the – resting confounded face have you seen that guy <laughs> every time he went to make a throw in he had this look of like what do i do now 
I had this ball in my hands. I thought soccer was a game with our feet. And he just had this resting, confounded face. Like, he was always confused. Like, no idea what he was doing out there. But, I mean, he was a great player, don't get me wrong. But when he went to take throw-ins, he looked so perplexed. Anyway, I thought we could have gotten behind him. And we did a couple of times, but we didn't capitalize on it. And Christian Pulisic's first play of the game, or 11th minute, or right around there, where the ball came into him, he made his run perfect. He went low and hard against the six-seven keeper, but hit him in the leg. Oh, oh. yeah, that was frustrating to watch the replay on that. Yeah. It's like, wow, we were one like squat away from being able to get that yeah. through. Like, if we didn't have such thick thighs. Well, that yeah, might have so been close. the story of the tournament for the U.S. We just missed opportunities. I thought they played better, surprisingly, as well or a little better than England. And they had every opportunity to win that game, but yeah, it England. was a, as when we were talking to Gary Smith, he was telling it, Your pointing boyfriend. out that yeah, my new best friend. Can I sleep over? Can I sleep over? Hey, Brad, can I stay at your house? <laughs> so, uh, but he pointed out both teams were trying to weren't trying to cause a mistake or have a mistake that cost them. They weren't taking chances. Weren't taking chances, knowing that uh, a draw was good for both of them as they get through to the the final game in the group stage. And Zimmerman I, wasn't in, so he didn't clean anybody out. Just randomly, yeah. That was, you know. <clears throat> I think I think for when you need to pre- prepare for the next one is we need to get a back line that doesn't play in the MLS. Because I feel like the way the MLS plays, we we have I would say lack of talent, so we become more physical. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we 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 try to guard all of our weaknesses, and I feel that that doesn't translate well to these higher level uh soccer players or football players and so we start to be more physical which doesn't translate well especially on the back line when their best players are usually their strikers going against our weakest so i feel like we need to ship whoever is going to be in the world cup next next time and ship them somewhere to be in a higher league like like cameron carter vickers yes who came in and played well and also tim ream who was probably the best player on the back line. Uh, he plays for so Fulham, right? Steady. Does he play for Fulham? Tim Ream, yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. And, and he's uh, like thirty Robinson. something, thirty five. Yeah, he's he's. And he's he wasn't in the, a lot of the games. Bearhalter kind of left him out the last six, eighteen months or something like that. And then he played all four games. And he was up. the best player back there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Walker Zimmerman, maybe the tournament's a little different because he just goes. You just can't go right through strikers. Well, yeah, that was a little. But a, also. We kind of had to change the way we played because Tim Ream was in there. Normally, Burhalter likes to play a high line and dare teams to kick the ball over the top. When you're playing a 34-year-old, left-footed, non-speedy player, you, you can't play that way anymore. No. So it changed the distance between the defenders and the forwards a lot. Usually the U.S. plays more compact, but we had to step back because we didn't want it have a, a race throughout the game, especially against the Netherlands, where both of their starting strikers were dramatically faster. And don't you think it would have been a good idea if maybe Burhalter would have called in a few strikers for the U.S. to play in the tournament? Like, like, well, like Haji Wright? <laughs> like Haji Wright? <laughs> no. You know no. The, the guy that's balding oh. that was like a super famous American guy? No, and he's like, like there was Haji two, Wright. two that he left off, right? Pfock and there was another... Fafa? Just no. Kidding. There was a couple of strikers that 
he left off that could have made an impact. Yeah, out of FC Dallas, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and Pepe. Oh, not, yeah, Pepe. Not, not Pepsi, Pepe. Pepe. Yeah, don't yeah. call him Pepsi. He hates yeah, there's that. There's two strikers that probably would have made a big difference in this match, in, in the World Cup. And, and see, I think Josh Sargent showed very well. And he his like trap play to Christian Pulisic led to that first goal against Wales. And then he kind of got hurt. Yeah. And so he, I think he was playing with a knock. And so that that's why they didn't play against England, right? But, man... The, the drop-off was considerable at striker and when that what happened. the heck was Jesus Ferreira doing there the dude looked like he didn't even belong on the field yeah. anywhere I mean he didn't even look like he does yeah the defining moment for Wait, me is was he, is he uh, he's the little guy from Yeti uh what's it um, from FC Dallas it's FC Dallas yeah, yeah Jesus he scored Ferreira. he scored against us here oh not Ferrero. Ferreira. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah he like was him. just. He scored against RSL in RSL, like in the, I don't know, 15th I felt bad minute. for him, man. He, oh, he looked, it was the ninth minute. Yeah, something like yeah, that that's early right. on in the game. I remember that and one. then we lost one nothing. Yep. Yeah, that, that game was garbage. I felt yeah, bad for him. I was walking yeah, to my seat when that happened. Yeah. I was like a little late, and I was like, wait, what? And, and it down? broke our home like win streak, non losing streak. Yeah, for like forever because we drew a lot. Yeah. What were you yeah. saying, Brent? Sorry. I just felt bad for him because he, he didn't he looked lost. He, he didn't looked, actually feel bad for him. He didn't get a lot of touches. I was pissed he was in the game. There we and then go. when he That's played a through ball feel. when he played a through ball for the other for the Netherlands and left him rebound an oh, island, I was like, What gosh. are you doing? Oh. Sub him out now. I don't know what he's doing. Get him out. Uh, but I do that sometimes with RSL players too. And then they prove me wrong. So hey, prove me wrong. Well, I'm sure he'll um, have a great Great season in MLS because that's where he's staying <laughs> after that performance. Yeah. And and Pepe should have been there. Pepe should have been there. Um, also, Pfock, however you mm-hmm. said that guy's name, Jordan, he should have been there. Because both those guys have been scoring like crazy in their regular leagues, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they play in, what, Belgium and and uh, Netherlands. So, I mean, they're, they weren't top-tier leagues. I thought one of them played in the Bundesliga. Well, he does, but he was loaned Loan out, out. Okay. to the Netherlands where he was playing, Ricardo Pepe. So any other thoughts on the U.S. team? I thought it was, you know, we got out of the group, which is what they were hoping to do. You know, is it a A plus, B minus? I think it's a, I think it's a C plus. I think it's a C plus because we went in there not expecting to win. We just wanted to get out of the group stage to say that we were something. And I think the choice of players was a little lackluster. For me, what what do you mean lackluster? Lackluster meaning we could have went with more promising players. Um, the choice it just felt like the uh, the the rhythm in between the midfield to up to the top just didn't have it. I did not like the way we played from midfield to uh, like our our striker because I think McKenny did. F- I think McKenny was probably one of the best besides Pulisic and. I just didn't. I just don't feel like we had anybody up top that could really make a make a difference, and I think that's the whole reason why. I think that's the whole reason why. Well, the midfield was probably the best. Yeah, the MMA <clears throat> midfield, right? Adams, McKinney, and yeah, Musa. and oh, Musa. Adams, Adams was phenomenal. I loved Adams. Yeah, but I like and that Musa. Kid. Musa had a fantastic World Cup, but that's what I mean. But like up top, there was just nothing. There was no reason for us to get a goal up top. You know what I mean? That yeah, was that was a struggle. 
isn't that strange? I mean, because all those players are good players. And we even tried subbing a few others in, trying to get Aronson up there with his shifty Pennsylvania-style soccer. <laughs> well, I think, I think, He's making a fireplace on the field, guys. Well, I think it goes to Brennan's point about... I don't necessarily think that we you shouldn't draw players out of major league soccer, but no, no, no. There's a but, there's a time and place, right? But there are a lot of the players did come out of major league soccer either through an academy or getting sold off uh, from MLS teams. So major league they, soccer has a huge impact they, in improving yeah. soccer in the United States. But one of the the things that keeps you in major league soccer is if you're a striker, if you can't finish, right? If you're not a consistent scorer, you're going to stick around in major league soccer. That's what I'm saying. And if you're if you are a consistent scorer, you have a great. You're only sticking around if you want to, right? Because yeah. So I just I, that's what I'm saying. Like every single person on the starting eleven for United States needs to have some playing time elsewhere, not in the MLS, just because our our game is completely different from everyone else. It is a little bit better than Canada's, but still, um, we definitely <laughs> they only need have three teams. Really, and I mean, uh, we are starting to, I think, inch our way closer or a little farther away than than Mexico currently right now. I think Major League Soccer is well, moving away the, from getting better than the uh, problem Mexico. is is Mexico can't keep their shorts or jersey clean because they're always on the ground. <laughs> like if they stayed on their feet in their league more. <laughs> They would probably have more success in World Cups. No offense. But also, I mean, they didn't even get to wear their away kit. I mean, that's got to suck. Right? Have you seen that? Their Isn't away that crazy? kit? It's actually pretty. It's nice. It's wild. Well, right? what about kits? Before we get into the knockout stage, what about kits? Any? F- I didn't like any Puma. I thought Puma sucked. Really? Yeah. Every Puma. Huh. I liked a couple of them. I liked like the fire of Belgium, mm-hmm. although it didn't turn out that that amounted to anything for them yeah i thought the best matchup through the whole thing was the portugal morocco matchup oh and it was right around christmas time and it was green and red and i was like dude that i loved the portugal kit with the asymmetrical green and red stripe around the the chest oh yeah and then white everywhere else like that's how you do a white kit note to u.s soccer they're both Adidas, or they're yeah. both Nike. Like See, how did Nike... England and United States were a little bit of a drag. However, I did like United States warm-up. You know, that kind of like spackled red and blue and white. That was kind of cool. But England was just like, let's put some blue on the shoulders and then let's just go kick a ball, eh? <laughs> and that was it. Wow. Very nice. Thanks. That that was... I need some more of that voice, though. Like <laughs> That was, uh, that was rubbish, that as they would say enough. over there. That was quite rubbish. <laughs> uh, one kid I really liked was Ecuador's blue kid. Oh, oh yeah, Ecuador. that's tight. And my favorite kit, probably of all, might be the Croatia blue kit. Uh, the blue, I, the black, and the white. They were the only team with three jerseys in the World Cup. They had the they had the oh. blue checker on the yeah. shoulder. I liked that a lot. I like their white. I don't know why I like their white. I do like their classic Very, white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the France France is blue. That yeah. dark dark blue. Dark little blue conservative, but. Very With nice. the gold, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, that was a good matchup as well. The final, but yeah, that and was Ar- fun. Argentina's second kit, dark 
kit. I like that one a lot too. Yeah, what's up with Argentina? Are they ever? Just, it feels like everything's a recycle. It's like, oh, we're gonna do stripes again. What kind of stitching do you want? What kind yeah. of stripes should we do? Let's do some black bold stitching around the edges. Well, I think that's what Adidas did. They went, okay, we can't. We gotta keep it classic, but what can we do to improve it slightly? And if you notice on the back, they have three. They have three blue stripes, right, front and back, and. On the back middle stripe, it was actually their flag, but it was the flag was slid all the way up to the neckline. And that's why it looked like they had a sticker on like their neck, on the back of their neck. It wasn't a sticker; it was their sun, which is the center of their flag. And so the rest, that stripe all the way down, was like the rest of their flag. So it was kind of like the, their flag got smashed into the middle of their jersey, which was that's pretty good. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, then the black, it's a it's a great jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love the numbers though. It looked like somebody duct taped the numbers on, right? But I <laughs> yeah, think that was the look rough. they were going for. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there was there were some really nice kits. Congratulations! And, and the England and the U.S. kits they kind of grew on me. And what but. a cool final though! I mean, did you guys like the final? Were you able to watch it all? I mean, it was kind of on a Sunday morning. It was kind of an interesting time to have a. So like World Cup final, like that. yeah, yeah. I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. Oh, I guess I watched the the replay, and I didn't know the score, the final score, but I I knew I'd been. Somebody told me I just kind of came across the final Argentina <laughs> wins, and I was like, ah oh, man, because I was really trying to watch the game without knowing who won, even though I was watching it several hours later. Yeah, and it was amazing, especially. After the 80th minute, right? When France decided to finally start trying to win instead of yeah, I thought, trying to not lose. Even though he won the Golden Boot, I thought uh, Mbappe might have been a little disappointing. He just disappeared for most of the games they played in. Well, they, and I don't know if that's his fault or they just could not figure out a way to get him in the game. Other teams were marking him just right out of the game. Well, that's the thing, too. They took out um, Giroud and uh, yeah, Dembele, was right? Wasn't it Dembele? Ooh, yeah. yeah, they're down to the 40th minute. And I think that's what gave Mbappe the freedom. Because I think Giroud, Giroud was having a wonderful World Cup. I mean, that guy is a, 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 a team player. He's a team player. You know, you add him in. He's not going to be amazing by himself, but he's going to amplify the team. And then Dembele is a quality player. I mean... He had a really good chance and messed that up. But, um, yeah, I think it freed up um, Mbappe to play like he does in, at PSG um, and just take over the game 1v11. It was pretty crazy because Ar- Argentina goes up 2 nothing, and you're thinking, oh, they're going to coast. But they go all Netherlands again and kind of once they got the penalty, because that was the first goal, right, was the penalty, mm-hmm. which was a great call. I yeah. mean – that ref, um, however you say, is Simone McInnick or whatever. Yep. He McAnally. Was, he was on the whole game. He did an amazing job keeping yeah. that game um, headed in the right direction. And then all of a sudden that Mbappe goal, holy cow, 90 seconds later, and it's 2-2, two to two, and I thought, oh, man, this is going to be hilarious. France is going to come back and win 3-2, and Messi's going to go home in tears again. But because I was kind of leading towards France, I wasn't a huge fan of Argentina. I do like Lionel Messi. Yeah, I like and to see him fight for it, and I think 
Mbappe was kind of given so much at an early age. And I think a lot of people think that too. Like he won it as a teenager. He doesn't really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like when Kobe won his first title, like he didn't really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Cause, and then he was like, I'm the reason we won, not Shaq. I'm like, dude, why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta be all divisive, you know? And I think Mbappe might've, I, I don't, I didn't hear any hints of that in what he was saying, but I think a lot of people were projecting that onto him. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he's had, he's been a little petulant. Um, wasn't he, when he went to PSG, there was some complaints about him. Oh, him and Neymar. Oh yeah, yeah he were, was there was go some. To, I'm gonna go to Real Madrid. I'm gonna, you know. There was a little bit of that, but he is a young <clears> kid, and but they came back. It goes two to two, and then they go into extra time. Um, and, and that that was my favorite goal of the of the final when Argentina scored in extra time. What a cool play! Just an awesome group play. Keeper makes a save. And Messi gets the tap in at the doorstep, which I love how he didn't even look back to check to see if it went over. Like he just knew, yeah. and they just ran off. They're like, "Yeah, we just did." And that. the defender <laughs> was six feet in the goal. What were yeah, you doing, like, bro? Like he should have stopped on the line. Yeah, but thanks, thanks for getting back, but <laughs> he stopped <laughs> you, in the goal. What he got are you back doing? a little too far. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, that was a mistake. But anyway, it it still was a fantastic goal, and then to get another penalty. Oh, and the guy who blocked it with his arm made the winning penalty kick. Like, that was cool. Totally redeemed himself. And I thought it was so close for both teams. But France had that breakaway in the, like, 118th minute. Yeah. And one-on-one with the keeper, and he stones him with a kick save. And I think that's why he was the golden keeper of the glove. Well, he is Martinez. He is known for being quite the PK stopper. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Netherlands when they did that. Yeah, wasn't it uh, Argentina against the Netherlands, and the Netherlands just went. They looked all RSL <laughs> in their PK final. I mean, they they looked so out of sorts. They had uh, they were not confident, and mm-hmm. it cost them. Because I was really rooting for Netherlands. Um, you like Frankie? Frankie Dion. Well, you know, I just kind of like root for the team that beat you. Right? Oh yeah. I I think that's you. You want the team that beat you to go farther. I think just so. It's kind of like when you lose, like a final. It's it's a much harder to take a loss like a two one hard foot fought loss versus a a, a five to two shellacking where you know they just beat us they were better i hear you because in the first round of the 1992 soccer high school playoff <laughs> game we played alta and hunter high oh i remember this game lost i was two there. to one we were covering it we lost two to one to alta who they were the top seed and we They're were just the, a bunch of minors we were the no that, that was the, their hawks oh yeah that's bingham being a okay. the Wolverines were quite ferocious in this game, 1992. It's so weird to have somebody to have school two pride to, one, to the bro. school that I went to. It's so weird. Two to one. I feel uncomfortable. And they scored in like the 90th minute. It was probably the 89th minute, but they scored right. They scored right at the end of the game to beat us, and then they went on to slaughter everybody after that. They won three, four goals the rest of the way to the state championship. So I understand. Technically, you guys won. 
well, the title. You when I look back, I was thinking, you know what? That that actually that's like me against Brighton in yeah, tennis. That's a decent. You know, we we were sad we lost in the first round, but man, to give them the best game they had the whole tournament that that was impressive to me. Looking back, not in myself, but right. in our in the team late great a, Tyler C B Thomas, and and that was the pinnacle of my soccer playing career right there. That was it. That's as far as we ever got. Losing the first round of the state playoffs. Yep, yep. We did the same thing the next year, but to Bingham, you know, lost uh, pr- pretty thoroughly in that game, though. Yeah, that, and that's where I peaked. It was fantastic. We all peak at some point. Yeah, well, I probably peaked in junior high. So. I saw the pictures. Uh, I'm surprised I still have hair. Oh, I peaked at church ball. <laughs> Oh, man, those elbows. The people's elbows. <laughs> hey, got to sharpen them up. They're there for a reason. Um, so, yeah, yeah I thought it was... What a great World Cup. It uh, was and a then great... also, let's talk about who won the brackets, because we have brackets, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we had some winners on the MLS uh, bracket challenge. So, after the uh, group stage, Tyler, which is me, was in... Uh, C.B. Thomas. Last place. Oh. <laughs> I was tied for last place. And then the knockout stage began, and I slowly began my ascent up the bracket final where I had England and France playing, and France moving on, and Argentina beating Brazil. So I actually picked the final and the winner. So I I actually did really, really well in the bracket challenge. However, I still took second place because I did so poorly in the brackets. In fact, two whole brackets. I missed the whole bracket. Well, as soon as you get a hat, let's have you pick out a hat. Do you want one of these blue ones? Oh. Group F, I, I missed the whole bracket. And group H, missed the whole bracket. Those two brackets, I totally airballed. Mm. I only airballed one. I think it was group H. I think I was totally off on. Yeah, yeah I didn't pick Morocco or Croatia. I had Belgium, Canada. So, uh, oh, yeah, you did Uruguay and Ghana. Then I, then I went to yeah. check in and see how we were doing. I thought, oh, yeah, we got to do the re-round, the, uh, what was it called? The, yeah, second round. The second, second chance, chance stuff. Yeah. When and I looked on there, the... and I was like 20 minutes too early. I said, oh, yeah, I got to go back in 20 minutes. And when they open it up and go and make some, some fresh picks. Yeah. And then I forgot. And so you took last place with zero points in the second chance bracket. Ooh. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Got to balance job. out the scales. I mean, you you got to start somewhere, right? I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> so thanks, Brant, for uh, helping people see what not to do. That's um, what I'm here for. <laughs> I I took second place in the second chance bracket as well. And you are gutted, we know. And Kelly J, eight oh seven. If that's you, you won a prize. You won a beautiful hat we have here with an RSL logo on it. You have your choice of. Do you want it to be lost in a shrubbery? Do you want it to fly high in the sky? You can you can pick any of these over here. And David R. Three three five, who actually spoke to me about his picks, he was pretty excited about it. He he also wins a prize, along with Bill S. Six one four, he took third place. So oh nice yeah yeah y'all win a prize so good job. You scored more than five thousand points in the. RSL random fan full bracket challenge and then Kelly 
and Brent in the second chance bracket. So hit us up on social media. Brent? Brent M217. Oh, nice. Because you don't get to pick your username. Oh, really? Yeah, they just took your first name, last initial, and then assigned a random number. Hmm. Yeah. So. Nice. Kudos to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job, guys. Way, way to pick them. Yeah. Hope you, you enjoyed. Picked them better than me, or almost better than me, and way better than Brent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As well, you should. <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if you didn't pick better than me. <laughs> oh, goodness. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I thought uh, it was a really good World Cup for the most part, um, which is great in some ways and bad in another. Because I don't think that uh, I don't know how far we want to get into that. I don't think it's our really deserved a ton of credit, you know, especially the the uh, ridiculousness at making messy wear whatever that was a bish or whatever it is. Oh yeah. yeah, what was that about? Yeah, so I was thinking maybe in the previous World Cup when it was in Germany, they should have had the, the guy who so raises it for some leader who's in there. Something, <laughs> right? And then, the, and then when it was in Russia, they should have had him, you know, like put on one of those big hats. So with the what are they going to do covers, in the next know? World Cup? Are they going to have him eat some poutine and make uh, Big Macs, and then have him? I don't know. I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, why are they making him wear that? That's yeah, I think so I think weird. Qatar is a little weird because they're pushing their values onto the rest of the world, and I don't think that's fair because when the rest of the world does it, they don't push their values on anyone. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, well, I guess there's an argument both ways. You could say that uh, Westerners are always trying. You have the whole colonization period and uh, history, which is in ended a long time ago. Yes, Brand. I understand that, but <laughs> but yeah. I thought it, I thought it, I thought it was not a good look. Yeah, I, I didn't think so too. Strange. And then also like banning beer, um, even though FIFA signed a contract for Budweiser for seventy-five million, and then Budweiser is now not able to sell it other than their Budweiser Zero, which has zero alcohol. And then they changed their mind like the day before the start. I thought it was zero caffeine. No, <laughs> no, it's you, not the same. Thing. Your Salt Lake City mind. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so now Budweiser is going to ship, I guess, over $49 million worth of beer to Argentina because they won. Um, <laughs> Go crazy. Which, that's yeah, what they you, said. You got to have some sort of a PR stunt. And you got to make the best out of what's given you. It's right? really funny that they give out an award for Man of the Match with a Budweiser trophy, even though Budweiser wasn't really sold um, in Qatar. Yeah, did you see that? They had to go around the corner and in like a back room. And so when Messi got the the one award, Kun Aguero was there with him. Oh, yeah, Aguero was handing it yeah, to him, yeah. that was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. nobody saw it in the stadium because they kind of hid it because it Absolutely. was Budweiser advertising. And in the end, they just had the ribbon. They tried to simplify it and even kind of go along with their, you know, their traditions. Room. And they just had the the bow tie whatever that thing looks oh, like no, no, you know so what I'm saying? on the back side it had the bow tie but then yeah. it did stay say budweiser but some players were turning it purposely so it didn't say budweiser in the picture oh okay and then just to try to, to to soften it i guess soften the thing but yeah for, I don't, yeah yeah i'm not a real fan of guitar no i'm not i'm not a, either um i thought the fox news went or fox went overboard trying to promote Guitar that yeah, like, like how great Stu it is. And Alexis and went to the fitting shop and they got fitted with the national dress. Yeah, I didn't see the. I saw the the picture, but I didn't see the clip. I thought it was, it was a little cringe. 
Look, there's really? a there was a lot of cringe from Fox. Um but I I I mean yeah. they had Kate Abdo though, so that's like their saving grace. Yeah, but you she's know? no Rebecca Lowe, I'll tell you that much. Rebecca Lowe, really? Oh yeah, she is the best. Premier League. Oh, I was talking about looks, man. I don't no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, Kate I, Abdo. All Kate day. Abdo is great. I think she's fantastic. I I don't know. That's a good question. But then also, I'm a little biased because I've been watching her on the Champions League with uh, Thierry Henry. Um, yeah. Ga- what's his name? He played for Liverpool. Uh-huh. The guy with the beard. The beard. Yeah. Oh, I forgot his name. Crap. Gallagher? Gerard? No, not Gerard. Um, Jamie Gallagher? Jamie Gallagher, yeah. Jamie Gallagher's on there. Um, guy who played for Man City's on there, and they're just such a good like. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah, they're a really great uh, cohesion there. So, yeah, I thought Fox left a lot to the imagination. The games they broadcast, the broadcasters were all, for the most part, really good. Uh, it made you forget all the other stuff when you were it, watching it. It, it was, did. It, was a it good, did. It was a well and done. Fortunately, there wasn't any other kind of incidents. Although, you know, Grant Wall passed away. Um, yeah. During, yeah. I mean, who's I, Grant Wall? So Grant Wall was probably the very first uh, reporter to ever start following MLS. Like, oh. I remember back in the days when we didn't have an MLS club here, and I was trying to follow the league because I was a twenty-something young kid, still thought there was a chance of a p- potential tryout one day for the Colorado Rapids, or <laughs> I don't know, something like that. It's it was been a long time ago. Anyway, but I followed, and I always read Grant Wall. He was one of the few national guys that started covering soccer early on. And he was famous for covering other sports as well through Sports Illustrated. Just a yeah. fantastic He's, journalist. Back when Sports Illustrated was a huge deal, he was there. Oh, gotcha. And he covered soccer. So, so he was a big deal to kind of the voice soccer fans of soccer. Yeah. Mm. The in, in American voice. yeah, in American journalism. But at the Argentina game, the Argentina Netherlands game. Yeah, when it went into overtime or something, he had like a heart attack or He had or an aortic aneurysm. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Which is pretty tragic, too. His brother, you know, was he really was... emotional, tweeted out some stuff about Because there was some death threats uh, to him because he was the guy that wore the rainbow soccer ball. And they wouldn't let him into the stadium. Oh, add that to it, too. <clears throat> like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, and, and if you saw the shirt, it was a soccer ball, and it was just like circles around the soccer ball radiating out it wasn't even like you know like it's blatantly you, yeah it wasn't even blatant. lgbtq community. no it wasn't even blatant it was it was somewhat you know yeah he subtle he tragically he's only 49 passed away aortic aneurysm they said finally but uh yeah and you know their family has had a ton of loss in the last few years so it yeah. even more tragic his brother was saying you know lost i think both their parents and some in-laws just some it was tragic all the way around. Yeah, and I guess his wife is a doctor at a hospital in D.C. and works on boards of a couple of things, and she said they did a full autopsy, and, and it was the aneurysm thing that, that got him rather than something that Foul they were. Play that they yeah. were. He, he said he was, and he's a writer, so he was writing his thoughts on the World Cup and on games and, and all this stuff, and, and so he had written, man, oh, I don't feel very good, but show must go on kind of a thing, you know. Couple times and it ended up being his downfall. But he died doing what he loved, which some people say is a redeeming way to to go. Dying doing what you love, I guess. 
Yeah. But uh, but sad to see and sad to hear that that he passed. Yeah, he'll probably never be replaced. He was or incredibly hard to replace. The amount of impact he had on the soccer world for sure in the United States. So yeah, he was great. But great for the most part, him. you take out all the other stuff. There wasn't as much baloney as I was expecting, uh, which was great. By uh, baloney, what do you mean? What were you anticipating? Raids of the field because yeah, they were showing too much know, knee. Uh, no, um, <laughs> just all the off-field stuff. You know, maybe okay. some protests. Maybe. I well, don't I think know. they did. They silenced that. I think there probably was, but they didn't uh, show it. It's not like they're going to show it either. Well, they had that on lockdown. They had a lot of reporters get like interrogated or stopped recording and stuff just because. Hopefully, we don't have to go through that again, and, and uh, a country like Qatar never gets to host the World Cup again if they're still the way they are. No, it'll be some other Eastern com- uh, country that's going to be able to host it again. Well, now that they've cleaned up the corruption in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. thousand percent they've cleaned it up. Yeah. So how is how is it going to work next time? So it's Canada, U.S., and Mexico. So, I mean, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah. Well, most of the games, the vast majority of games will be in the United States. I think there's three games in Canada. Three cities. Three cities. I thought it was only three games, but there's going to be three. Only three games? Yeah. What? We'll have to double check. We've Toronto got and three Vancouver. Three years and seven years. Uh-huh. Um, and three cities. Montreal, too? could be three cities or three games. And only one game, one city in Mexico. But the vast majority. So why why did they do it like that? That seems a little little biased towards the U.S. You know what I mean? Like well, that was part of the, the, they all went in together on their bid. And they said, this is how, you know, we want to all participate as a North American World Cup, and that's kind of what they came. Yeah, so Canada has two, Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, Mexico has three, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Azteca, and uh, Monterrey, Estadio BBVA, which is also the name of the one in Houston, but whatever. Um, and then uh, the U.S. has 11 different cities. So Maybe just because we have the infrastructure to do it? Like yeah. we have the stadiums? And- oh, oh yeah. and, and we have the big stadiums. They're the big stadiums that are there, not the little ones. So it's like Atlanta's like 80,000-seat stadium and, you know, all that stuff. So They won't be playing any World Cup matches at the, at the Riot or whatever no, we call it we're, now. we're too little. And Lumen Field in Seattle – Levi Stadium in San Francisco, like most of them are football fields. Like Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field, not, you know, where the Philadelphia Union play. MetLife Stadium in New York, New Jersey. But it's all going to be grass, though, right? Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah. They, they'll trans- transform it. I was just going to say, I was like, that'd be. But Kansas crazy. City, they got, they got in there, Arrowhead Stadium. And that's a huge stadium. There's like 80,000 people there. Right. That, and that, I think that's why. Hmm. Yeah, got to do something in the Midwest, and then at Dallas and Houston as well, uh, at their big stadiums, which Dallas's AT and T stadium is massive hmm. and awesome from all accounts. We should go to that one. You guys in for a road yeah, trip? Absolutely, let's do it. Absolutely. Okay, hit us up on social media if you guys want to join us on the road trip. We'll get a party bus. <laughs> party bus to Dallas. I guess we could go to. San you guys Francisco. can get it's hopped up closer. on some caffeine, you know. Wait, I thought it was caffeine-free. No, we're going to get the caffeine. We're going to go to Swig, load up. <laughs> Loading up on Swig. Grab the monsters and the Mountain Dews. <laughs> it's going to be a trip. It's so harsh. 
I mean, so such a party bus. We can listen to Slipknot and Sum Forty One. You know, just like go back on hard times. Well, that's a pair to draw to there, man. Slipknot and Sum Forty One. <laughs> Take uh, corn with us. When we start okay. getting sentimental, we'll get flock of seagulls. So uh, RSL news. There actually has been some, not much. It's been pretty, pretty quiet. Well, most of the world is quiet in the soccer world. Well, expecting now that the World Cup is over. You know, some of these players. Turn the page on that. Some of these, some of the players, we're going to see some surprise signings from. Oh wait, last thing. Sorry, there was an Argentine player, Argentine player who plays for Atlanta United. Nice. Yeah. He won the World Cup. He played, just not in the final. Um, Matias Almeida. But I was just—I was just saying—I think now that the World Cup is over, RSL can announce some of the signings from some of the players Marcelo that Silva. they're going to sign that played in the World Cup. Oh, mm. right. There's probably some right. Su- Could be super. That'd be absolutely. great. Su- super secret deal. I think we're getting Jude yeah. Bellingham. You know what I mean? <gasps> yeah. yeah, dude, oh. we get him. He, yeah. he played well. Yeah, we're gonna get him Freedom. out of there. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, sign if Miami from- gets messy in the summer, I mean, who do we get? Is it going to happen this summer? Yeah. Mac Allister. This summer. Are you serious? Well, he's, Messi. he's tired of PSG, dude. That's not working wow. out real well. Well, and what he's going to be tired of Miami. <laughs> what a better place to walk. If you're going to walk around, just come to Major League Soccer. Come to Absolutely. Miami. Absolutely, yeah. If you're going to walk, chill. I Enjoy mean, Zlatan nice did a walk. great job. He's just vibing. A walkabout. <laughs> yeah, Messi's MLS walkabout. Yeah. No, so I don't think RSL will be signing anybody from... I just hope they sign a freaking number nine. Like just, a, just. I did see the money. on the yeah, the interweb. Speaking of our leading scorer, yeah, he posted yesterday. Bye, Salt Lake. Salt Lake, bye. And he sent a picture from his neighborhood. Really, wavy yeah, so hands. We might not see uh, Cordova. Cordova next year. That, hmm. but we do have Silva, Marcelo Silva. So our back finally. line is intact. Yeah. Resigned uh, through 2023, it said, and then then some th- options. Th- th- some options that are weren't announced, and then they have signed a couple of players through the to the Monarchs, I think, a kid named Silva and another guy um, through the academy. Mm. But that's about it so <sighs> far. Yeah, we did have some uh, some really cool. Uh, RSL news. We had some some things that were kind of put out there as what's next, you know, like what's next for the national team. Oh, I thought we were talking about adding the grass to the drinking fountains like they used to. Remember Ooh, that when you go yeah, up the drinking fountains and you're yeah. just watering the grass at the same uh-huh, time. That was fun. Right? That was really Remember great. I'm sad they got rid of that. Yeah. That was a tough. Well, one. I think the state stopped sponsoring it. Oh, was that I what it was? What but I mean, it's just one little square. Thing. I mean, they can afford it. I mean, take yeah. reuse the old field. Cut a square, put it in the fountain. Let's go. So Matt Doyle, who's a national uh, contributor, writer, um, he has kind of a cheat sheet for what every team needs, and he kind of goes through that, um, which was great. I thought it was funny that Didn't they said... Didn't he say uh, RSL needs a center back or something? Yeah, which <laughs> we do. We need somebody who can play the third center back when Silva needs a break. and Oh, no, no. When we start to lose the game and we go to five in the back? Glad's out on it. Is that what we, we needed to do? Is that what we need? Is that so we can lose the the playoffs? You got it. Oh, okay, good. Got um, it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> uh, and then there was a couple out there that were talking about how 
Um, RSL's academy is stocked full of awesome players, uh, from the keeper to Orozco and some of these other guys. Um, I was actually just hit playing tennis with two of the um, RSL Academy players. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Javi and uh, Fran. His name is Francisco, but he goes by Fran. Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently Jude Wellings is really, they're really high on Jude Wellings. He, he was the number one overall uh, player prospect in the national team, like for the next round of World Cup qualifying potential guys. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Axel, K, Kai, Axel Kai, yeah. right? Kai. 15 now, or yeah. not yet? Or yeah, is he 15? He's, he's right there in that 14, 15 range. Yeah. And uh, they expect him to, to get some first-team minutes this year. And if we don't sign an international caliber striker, he's much more likely to get those minutes. <laughs> oh, man. They also had, uh, what, two keepers in the academy? We had... Uh, yeah, tell us about that. Duznip. I think he's the one that uh, served on a mission. Okay. Decided to go serve on a mission. You can double check that. And then Beavers was it Gavin Beavers that decided to take a break from football, from soccer. Yeah. And uh, go off with his band. Nice. Yeah. yeah he, do something he, uh, different. He went with the band, um, which I don't know if it was that somebody was overtaking him. Maybe he thought, and so he was like, maybe uh, I'm going to be out. I don't know. Was his band any good? I, I don't know. I haven't heard. I clicked on the link, and the music never loaded, so I, I gave up. Could be his career. Yeah, you never know. Never loaded. Remember when Scott Garlic retired because he got a job? <laughs> Real estate. <laughs> he got a job, dude. Like This is in like early MLS. He was like, we brought him in to be our starting goalkeeper. He was our starting goalkeeper. And then he played for a year for us, and then he got a job and quit. After <laughs> and this was like three games before the season started or something. I and this know. was after we traded Ramondo to, to someone DC else. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And we had to go and Chicago or trade him back to New us. New York. Oh wow! Because Garlic was going to be our starting keeper, but no, he got into real estate. Hopefully, he's making millions. Hopefully, he did because we never heard from him. Well, again. we got we got a good goalkeeper, I think. Nick Ramondo. Yeah, just a little. Just a yeah, simple. That was a good trade. Yeah, not a bad guy. I mean, it wasn't yeah. quite the Kyle uh, Beckerman trade. Not we'll not a bad it. ale either. He makes a good ale. Really? I drink that. Yeah. At the beer bar. Just take my word for it. They they're not sponsoring this podcast. Though. No, no, no. Maybe they should. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Hey, Ramondo, let's go. Sign at the game. I like your vest. <laughs> yeah. Get some what Kai a cool guy, gear. Though. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. What a nice guy. So yeah. Nice. So not a ton of news other than people are waiting for. And when does, the, to make these when does the season start exactly? Um, I, February twenty seventh or something is the and then twenty February twenty fifth is the first game. 29th. 29th? And no, then that's not a real date. But I then just made that up. but then we can do transfers Sorry. in January, right? Or like we do a lot of stuff in January. Yeah, the transfer window opens. I think January something very early on. And, and we're so. usually on that because I mean we got like three or four players last year in January, right? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. we did, and uh, I think it's it, it's tough because we end up getting the back half of the transfer window. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when the transfer window opens, messy, big name players, big potential players, people who showed really well in the World Cup are going to be on the move, 
and then we're going to see how that all falls out. And then we're going to sign at the last second anybody who didn't get shipped yeah. where they wanted to go, which is in some ways sad, but hopefully it's it's a reset of expectations in some ways. Yeah. I mean, we just need to find somebody that can work. Well, we did lose our leading score, and we lost Bobby Wood as well. So a lot of people didn't know that. He got picked up in the expansion draft. I couldn't remember if it was round two or round three, Brant. Oh, in the expansion No, draft? I think he picked up in no. the expansion oh, sorry. draft. Not the got... expansion draft. The no, it was we just... Cut we cut you and... We didn't re-sign him, and then he got picked up by... Uh, New England. New England, England, yeah. And they did sign him to a uh, contract. Now, was it the second round or the third round of the, the second supplemental... Round. I think it was the second round of the supplemental. Okay, so second round was we could have matched whatever they offered him, and we didn't do that thing. Yeah, I don't. I think we lost faith in him. But I, I mean, he was kind of like, like Corey Baird. You know what I mean? Remember, oh, remember Corey Baird? Corey Baird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a couple people with his jersey in the last game. Really? Yeah. He was, was friends he like with number Jordan nine Morris. or something like that. Yeah. Baird. Well, I don't think so. I don't think no. he was ever number nine. What was jersey number? I don't think so. What was his jersey number? Because it's B A I R D, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Well, I guess mm. I got the number wrong, but yeah, well, I saw well, him, and I was like, oh, I remember. Maybe I remember they customized it. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. We still need to get ours customized. Right. Random fan. Random fan. I heard they uh, were going to sign Joao Plata. No. <laughs> Gosh dang it, dude. Uh, no. Is that for real? No. Oh, okay, no. thank you. That's the joke everybody makes on Twitter when it's like, oh, there's going to be a new signing. He's five foot two. He's five foot two, and he's he, fast. He doesn't like to talk to you in public when you're at Sky Club. Oh, yeah. That, what a dumb guy. What a meanie, huh? He was he was on the table right next to me, and I was like, "Hey, that's Joe Plata. Maybe we should go talk to him." And he didn't stand up. <laughs> I was well, because like, you know, okay, he's cool. not tall. Yeah, exactly. And he had like two girls around him. They were not very pretty, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I was about to talk to him, and then this bodyguard like stopped me. Really? Yeah. And I was like, "All right, don't, well, I don't, don't need talk to talk to, to you anyways. I'm not even a big big fan of you. You're, you're all speed, no finish." <laughs> you know, if we could get someone that was all finish. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't even care if he's got like a club foot. You know what I mean? Like, as long as he gets in that box and he just puts a foot on there and he's like, oh, open space. Boop. <sighs> Another player who probably could have been on this World Cup team and might have um, been big enough to Albert do something. Albert Snack. No. Uh, no? Is uh, our guy from Cincinnati, Vasquez. Oh, Brandon? The guy who went down easy in the box when they played here last oh, was like a couple of games. And, yeah. With the blonde hair. Like, and then they called a penalty, and then Glad was like, I didn't even touch him. And then they went to VAR, and in reality, he did not touch him. <laughs> so yes. they didn't call a penalty in the end. Um, but uh, Brandon Vasquez scores a lot of goals. I heard he was – somebody offered a couple Cincinnati? mil for him. Yeah. And uh, they didn't let him go, so – they stuck with him. Okay, so let's make a bet. What if we, if we already get a striker from an MLS team? Who would we buy? Well, the first couple have already kind of been pulled off the board, right, Brent? Yeah, there was a few that uh, um, some people were suggesting that we go after uh, what's his name, Gite. Oh, really? From yeah, Austin. But uh, there was one. Oh. Derek Etienne. I yeah, think Etienne. Is who we were yeah. kind of thinking might be a good idea, but I think he signed with somebody else. I think he signed with Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking Probably. about Garth being frugal. 
No, Garth oh, moving no. to Atlanta. Yes, yes. Former GM Garth Lagerway, who went to Seattle and made Seattle what they are slash were because they didn't make the playoffs this year. Be, but they also won the cup. So we'll and they see. they hired Greg Weibel to replace. Who Garth we Lager. hired Greg Weibel right after yeah. we got rid of him. So uh, yeah, when Garth left, he stayed, and then. So that should open up the floodgates for all of the Washington University soccer players to go there instead of here like they were coming. Right. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that was his favorite players to sign with the one yeah. from, from Washington. Yeah, and he, he actually got fired. In, he was one of the people who got fired because he was like, our GM's an idiot. And this was when we had DLH, right? And, oh. and, uh, and Andy, what's his name, that everybody Carol. loves to hate on. And uh, he was like, I, I can't work with these guys. They suck really bad. And that something that he said got to Deloy, and Deloy was like, you're fired. So he Tragic. went to Seattle, and now he's their GM. And Garth is Good the him. president and CEO of Atlanta. Yeah. The so big step up for kahuna. him, big challenge. Yeah. A lot of expectations there to win, especially when you come in, spend a ton of money, win a title, and then – don't spend money and don't win a title. Well, and, and Garth's all about you got to create a great soccer culture. You know, he's big on culture. Just like that cultured left foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, World Cup's over. We're in the middle of the preseason. Um, how are your team? I guess you, we don't have any Arsenal or Manchester United updates. Um. Well... They kind of had a weird weird way of playing because they were playing all kinds of different teams. I think Man U even lost against like a really small team, um, one against another one. I think Arsenal did the same thing. Yeah, they, they played two exhibition games. Yeah. Won one, lost one. But uh, Then they did PKs at the end for some stupid reason, even yeah, though they won 4-1. to one. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was just for shiz and giggles. Yeah, nothing much. Bye-bye, so, Ronaldo. <laughs> Yeah, he's headed off to Saudi Arabia. Really? I thought he was going to do Real Madrid. No, no. The rumor all during the World Cup was that he was going to sign with uh, Saudi. Uh, Go where the money is. Yeah. Yeah, some Saudi club was going to be like Saudi Arabia. Man. Play there for like a, I've seen 173 million to 200 million dollars to play for in Saudi Arabia. Or China. China might sign him too, but he can't play in the U.S. Why? He's got that. There's a pending potential rape charge. Oh, in Vegas. In Vegas. That has not that, been cleared up. I thought that was cleared up. No, nope. has not been cleared up that I can see. Mm. Yeah. And then, come on, Crawley Update. I know you guys are just... Oh, please. Yeah. We were on the edge of our seats. They they are making this really difficult. Still still playing. So, how many... They still have They still have to wait for all their players to come back from the World Cup, though, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, that's why. They had no players. Yeah. The well, there actually maintenance were... Guys, <laughs> maintenance guys have got to go. <laughs> there were actually a couple of League Two players in the World Cup, you know, not for... For Wales. For some of the other teams. Only for Wales. <laughs> Wales had, not like... for any other country. Like, six League Two or League One teams. But they did hire a new coach. They got rid of... They Again? Let, yeah. They let their interim manager go, who had been with the club forever. Then they hired this Matthew Etherington. Is that the Arsenal guy? Or no, we already, they already no, sacked he, the Arsenal yeah, guy. Yeah, Kevin Betsy, and he got picked up by another club. But So they hired another U23 coach um, out of uh, 
Fulham, I think. So is this their third head coach this year? Yeah, yeah. So they went from all the excitement, hey, we're going to get promoted to son of a gun, let's not let's get not take <laughs> let's not get relegated. And he did win his first game, and then they played Hartlepool. We talked with Gary Smith about this. And Hartlepool yeah. was in last. Last place, and they beat him 2 nothing at home, and uh, no one is happy. With five shots. The other they team are, had five shots and two on target. And they their best player, him. Tom Nichols, is, isn't playing because there's rumors that uh, he's out. Colchester wants to sign in for 60,000 pounds. So there's a lot of turmoil. It hasn't gone well, and they're sitting in 18th place. But 60,000 pounds? Yeah. That's got to be so tough. Sixty thousand pounds, like that's that's what you get. Yeah, that's the transfer fee. So that he is their best player, one of their best players, and also they had two players, Ashley Nadison and uh, Lynch, I think, who <laughs> were injured in the Hartlepool game because they probably didn't stretch out, and they're probably going to be out six to eight weeks. So the season is not going well. Mm. Thank you, American owners. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You got to have celebrity American yes, owners. Yes, thank you, uh, non-celebrity yeah, owners. You know, really, you need you need Ryan Reynolds. You need Ryan Reynolds to survive. Yeah, if you're not <laughs> even as close as Rob McElhaney, if if you're not a bigger star than him, don't bother. Don't bother. Don't I even mean, bother. Yeah, you gamble. We get it, but come on, man. Like, get some celebrity in there. Yeah. Yeah. Where's our documentary? Exactly. Yeah, we need Drake or somebody like that to go buy a Drake. club. I'll like, let him have um, the name, the yeah. Come On Crawley Update. Will Smith's yeah. new team. <laughs> right? <laughs> Slap. The Dorchester. <laughs> we call the Dorchester Backhanders. We're going to change the name from the Dorchester Dorks to the Dorchester Backhands. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man. Well, anyway, sorry, Crawley. You got to yeah. crawl out of your own team, huh? That's and they said, they did say, you know, during the January transfer window, everybody is available. <laughs> For real? They're going to do a clean sweep? Oh, oh, my gosh. Or they're just letting people know, hey, you want one of our players? We're, you go ahead and we're willing get to them. 60 See, grand. That's, that's exactly great. how you fail. Well, they're yeah. doing it right then. Reboot. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, Also, don't forget. MLS Superdraft is in two days, December 21st. Oh, and also, if you've won, email us. Yes. So we can get you contact information. How do they email us? At rslrandomfanpodcast at yahoo.com, because we still live in 2002. Um, Gmail's stealing our information. Oh, really? Yeah. I just put my metal hat on. So. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Maybe Instagram. I wouldn't. I mean. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Twitter's still a thing. Did you know? Oh, yeah. We can do Twitter. Even though Brian Dunseth quit Twitter, Twitter didn't quit everybody else. See, It's not the same, though. Without Brian? Well, not without Brian, but Twitter's just not the same. Since since Elon's been cleaning house. I'm not scared of Twitter. I'm not scared of Elon. There you go. So, yeah, be sure to follow us, right? A subscribe. Let people know you listen to us. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. <laughs> Careful, I might. <laughs> Thanks, Zach Wilson. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah, so we'll uh, continue on. We have some good interviews lined up. We do. And uh, we hope you'll continue to listen to us. Anything else you want to say before we... Oh, actually, um, if they could, uh, if you're listening and you'd like to... Anything grind your gears? 
well, um, the World Cup. <laughs> um, uh, you know, how many how many people died? It's not six thousand five hundred, right? Uh, I've heard up to ten. 000. Up to ten thousand. Yep. Congratulations, Messi. Potential. I'm yeah. glad you're holding up that cup. Um, it's not Messi's fault. It's... it's definitely not. But I'm glad you won that one, huh? Feel good. All right, I got my shot in. There you go. Um, but yeah, if you're listening and you feel like being really outgoing, uh, let us know who you want us to interview. You know what I mean? Or even get yourself, because I don't think we've really done a random fan in a while. Yeah, yeah, we'd we, love to do that. But I don't yeah, think we've had that many people reach out. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, if you're not blood related, hit us up. <laughs> It makes it a little more intriguing if you are not related to us. <laughs> Second cousins? Okay. <laughs> yeah, bye. See ya. Is that it? That's it. I'll say goodnight. He'll say goodnight. That's what he'll say. <laughs> <laughs>